Welcome to the Rawway Rising Podcast. I'm Mark Harivna, and I've been writing about downtown redevelopment in Rawway for years. Think of this as an audio complement to the blog, so now you can listen to rawwayrising.com. And don't forget to rate the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It will help others find the show. You can also leave a message, ask a question, or just provide some feedback using the message button. Welcome, everybody, to episode 17 of the Rawway Rising podcast. It's been a few weeks since the last episode, but maybe that's because it's been so busy. There were some really long zoning and planning board meetings last month, and uh, you might call this a supersized episode because I've got seven posts to review and then take a look ahead at what's coming up. So we've got a long episode. Hope you enjoy it. First up, Rawe finished second in the USA Today 10 Best Readers' Choice poll for Best Small Town Art Scene. There were 20 towns from around the United States with populations of less than 30,000 that were nominated by a panel of experts and editors. Uh, Rawe finished second only to Tubac, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Tubac, Arizona, a tiny town of about 1,100 people that took first place among the 20 communities that were nominated. Rawe was just ahead of Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which every time I checked on voting, usually it was Rahway and Gatlinburg that were among the top two. Voting ended on April 26th, with leaderboards going dark for the final week or so before results were announced on May 7th. A new poll is up on the site. We're going to ask you about what's your favorite sandwich in Rahway for the monthly poll for May, sponsored by the Rawi Arts and Business Partnership. Now, favorite sandwich could be anything. It could be a burger, it could be a wrap, a panini, even a falafel, whatever your preference. And uh, there's no shortage of options either between uh, classic deli joints in town and burgers. You got some great burger places, any number of assorted Latin American choices uh, that run the gamut. Even Middle Eastern fares on there too. So you've got all kinds of variety. No reason not to vote. Uh, voting is a little slower this month, it looks like, and this poll hasn't jumped out there yet after about a week. We've got about uh, 25 votes so far, and voting will remain open for a few more weeks. I'll post results uh, at the end of the month just in time to visit the top finishers during the Memorial Day weekend for you. As far as the most re- the previous poll that we had, the results were out for what's your favorite coffee in Rawway, and that was a kind of a runaway uh, winner there with Malau Coffee and Creamery on Irving Street. They won the poll with about 71% of the 125 votes. They really had a deluge of votes come in the uh, the day after the poll opened, grabbed a commanding lead early, and then just coasted uh, ahead of the coffee box, which finished second the coffee box, located in a nice corner space there on um, East Cherry Street and Irving Street, just down the just down the road, actually, from Lao Coffee and Creamery. They had 16% of the vote, and then a few others uh, notched single digits, uh, just behind the coffee box for favorite coffee in Rawway. That was the April uh, reader poll. Check it out for the full results on the blog in the April 30th post. The coffee is always on at Mr. B Printing. With an average of 500 projects a month, they have to keep up. Mr. B Printing can get it all done for you without breaking the bank. Whether it's graphic design or mailing services, they can take care of all your printing needs. 
banners, business cards, brochures, labels, signs, or stationery. And don't take my word for it. If you've seen the RawwayRising.com stickers, you know how good their work is. Mr. B Printing is family-owned and operated and proud to be part of Rawway for the past 30 years. For more information, go to MrBPrinting.com or call 732-396-3990. That's 732-396-3990. The second round of Rawway COVID relief grants distributed more than $255,000 to 115 businesses. The grants ranged from $750 to $2,750, with the average grant totaling about $2,220. The grants were funded through taxes collected for the citywide special improvement district. Like the first round of funding last year, Rawway Cares was operated in conjunction with the Rawway Arts and Business Partnership and the Union County Economic Development Corporation. To be eligible for the second round of funding, businesses must have been located in the Special Improvement District, have 20 or fewer full-time employees, and also have been in business for at least one full year. And those are grants, not, uh, not loans, so they're forgivable. You can check out more details um, on the blog and also some exclusive uh, information on the, the Patreon page. You can get a complete breakdown of all 155, uh, pardon me, 115 businesses and, uh, and how much each received through uh, the Rawway Cares program around two. Developers of the Mint at Main and Monroe Streets received approval back in 2015 for the two-building development that would be five stories and 208 units. However, there have been changes to its second phase, which required planning board approval at its April meeting. The first phase of the project was 116 units, and that opened in early 2020, with construction to begin on the second phase afterward. The second phase is the north building at the corner of Poplar and Main Streets. That will have an additional 16 units more than originally planned, for a total of 224 between the two buildings. So the north building will increase from 92 units to 108 and now will be uh, six stories instead of five. The change will eliminate underground parking and reduce retail space slightly. Parking now will be uh, across two levels, one accessed from Monroe Street and a second level accessed via Poplar Street. And the two retail spaces, one will be about 1,300 square feet at the corner of Poplar and Main, and 600 square feet at the corner of Main and Monroe. What I would describe as the back of the building, abutting the back of the Gramercy on East Cherry Street, will extend across what was going to be a 24-space parking lot. That is where the space will accommodate the additional 16 units. So after about uh, almost two hours of testimony and questions at the April Planning Board meeting, some commissioners and at least one member of the public had concerns about parking. Across the two buildings, there are uh, about 245 spaces, parking spaces provided, where 309 spaces are required. Uh, I get into the calculations there on the blog post. You can check it out for more details in the April 28th blog post. So the lack of, I should say not lack of, but the um, shortage, quote unquote, of, of 65 spaces that's required, um, that comes through a payment in lieu of parking uh, that's part of the redevelopment agreement 
that, that reaches the uh, requirement of 309 spaces. For example, the south building of uh, the Mint, which is now completed, has 113 parking spaces for the 116 units with all parking spaces leased, but an agreement there allows up to 50 additional spaces for tenants in the parking deck on Lewis Street. But so far, that's been uh, less than five of those to such spaces have been leased, but they, have, they are uh, allowed to get up to 50 additional spaces in the deck. There's a lot more to that. Um, if you want to check out the, the blog post, it's, it'll probably get a little too uh, complicated to go through uh, all two-plus hours of testimony and questions, uh, but it was a pretty interesting uh, discussion at the April uh, planning board meeting. Check out more details in the post dated um, the blog post dated April 28th. It also might be worth checking out the post from 2019 about the city's parking plan, which actually came up during the comments by the one member of the public who did uh, speak at the, uh, the public session. Um, the comment se section of that uh, that application. I'll be sure to link to that um, uh, to my 2019 post about the uh, city's parking plan. It gets into some details about uh, short term and long term, uh, and should be uh, interesting. Again, that's uh, more information on the planning board decision uh, in the April 28th blog post. Broadway Chamber of Commerce offers its members opportunities to develop, promote, and pursue their business interests. The Chamber fosters a healthy economic environment and promotes the benefits of Broadway businesses to residents, surrounding communities, and the public at large. Among its many activities, the Chamber offers business grants, sponsors Broadway Day each May, and supports high school senior scholarships. Become a member today. Visit BroadwayChamberofCommerce.com or email info at rawaychamberofcommerce.com. A four-story, 20-unit building has been proposed for a long vacant West Main Street property downtown. The redevelopment agency heard a 15-minute presentation on a concept plan during its April regular meeting and later approved resolution designating 141 West Main Street LLC as the conditional redeveloper of the site. Uh, it's one of the two infill sites that was mentioned in a blog post on April 5th as possibly being developed. You can check out that blog post for uh, more details on uh, what the other site might be. Okay, I'll tell you, it's uh, uh, the A&M building supply, uh, A&M supply building, I should say, on the corner of uh, Campbell Street, and um, that would be uh, West Cherry Street, just next to a uh, parking lot, um, city parking lot, and just behind the RSI building. Uh, but anyhow, that, that's from the April 5th uh, blog post. Uh, this one um, was from the uh, April Redevelopment Agency meeting. More details on that 20-unit concept plan um, on the West Main Street. It's at 141 West Main Street, so it's between the Cambridge uh, Court Apartments and a few other residential uh, buildings. And then uh, a little bit further down is uh, the former El Bodegon, former uh, Paccia Lounge, and now Munchies Rawway. So it's, uh, it's, amid, it's amid some other residential and multifamily units and some retail right, right in the smack of downtown. Um, it, it does back up to the river, and the concept uses uh, about 60% of the lot, so state approval will be required. Um, but it's a proposed wood frame building that would break down as 16 two-bedrooms, including four penthouses, as, as far as a, uh, a four-story building could have penthouses. 
uh, and so that's 16 two bedrooms and four one bedrooms. The two bedrooms would be about 1,100 square feet, and one bedrooms would be about 700 square feet, and about 20 parking spaces across two levels: uh, the parking garage and or not not parking garage, excuse me, parking access and lobby access would be from um, directly from um, West Main Street. Property records show that the two lots were acquired uh, last November for about $100,000. Uh, that post actually yielded some Facebook comments uh, complaining about uh, development and building on all the lots, but uh, they didn't make any suggestions about what, uh, what should be done with the two lots there. I thought that would have been more, a little more productive considering the, the lots are vacant, um, except for what looks like a half-finished or collapsing brick wall near the sidewalk that's been there for years. So they seem, they seem to be appropriate sites for infill, which is basically converting, um, that's a planning term for converting empty lots or underused or run-down buildings, basically available space in, in um, built-up or urban, urban and suburban areas like this uh, for uses uh, for commercial or, or housing. Uh, and that was from the, like I said, the April Redevelopment Agency meeting. Uh, 20 units proposed on West and Main Street. That'll come back at some point. Wouldn't have to go through the... Um, through the planning board, that was just a concept plan. Um, there were some concerns by commissioners about the design looking a little too modern, so um, developers did mention that they'd be open to uh, revising that a bit. Uh, you can check out more details um, in that blog post that was dated April 26th. If you find rawwayrising.com valuable, there's any number of ways you can support the site. You can sign up to make a monthly contribution to support the podcast through anchor.fm. There's also Patreon, where you can contribute monthly or annually, and you also get exclusive and early access to some content. There's also a PayPal portal on the homepage where you can make a one-time contribution if you prefer. And of course, you can advertise on rawwayrising.com. Just visit rawwayrising.com backslash advertise with rawwayrising. Another doozy of a meeting took place uh, April 19th. The Zoning Board of Adjustment meeting went past 11 o'clock. Um, after three hours of testimony and questions, the board uh, approved a 14-unit townhouse development for Pine Street, but not without some reservations and some actual um, some no votes. So it wasn't a unanimous, was not a unanimous vote. Uh, two board members voted against the application, and another three said they were on the fence before the vote came up or had some hesitation before voting in favor. Ultimately, the application was approved by a 6-1 vote. Uh, there was also a 3-1 vote in favor by alternates, um, but officially the vote should be 6-1. Uh, um, the two buildings, there would be two buildings of five units each that would be built on two undeveloped lots. Those, uh, those lots don't have anything on them now. They're just um, trees, uh, some, some for, not for, I wouldn't say forest, but trees and, and a lot of complaints about dumping um, and, and materials and just trash trash-strewn uh, areas. Uh, another four-unit townhouse will be constructed on a parcel currently occupied by a Barnett Street home. So the uh, Pine Street is actually a paper street that would be constructed by a developer uh, off, of, um, off of Barnett Street. Developer would be responsible for uh, building the utilities and stormwater connections and the 14 units. The three buildings of 14 units would basically run along Pine from the corner of Barnett uh, all the way to just about the um, Flanagan Field is at the end of that. 
the issue was townhomes are not allowed in a single family zone and it also required um, quite a few variances for front yards, side yard setbacks, uh, density, uh, and a few other things. Basically, zoning board members weighed the benefit of developing a lot that's vacant and often used for dumping. Um, and uh, that development that would include a, a new street and utilities versus the density of 14 units on about uh, one and an eighth acres. Um, the density was a little too much, I think, for, not I think, but uh, a few commissioners had mentioned the density was a little bit high uh, for that spot. Uh, some commissioners said they were on the fence ahead of the vote, like I said, but ultimately the application was approved six to one in favor, um, along with some all, uh, alternate members who also voted three to one. This was a plan that, we'd, uh, that I'd written about uh, a few times coming up. It was postponed a few times, um, but finally um, came before the board at the April meeting, but it dates back to uh, December. So when it first came, uh, came up on the agenda for the zoning board, it was a uh, 10 unit townhouse development with two uh, buildings of, uh, of five units each. But then the developer was able to acquire that Barnett, um, Barnett Street property that has a house there that'll be raised uh, as part of that. Um, anyway, you can check out uh, more details. It's a, quite a lengthy post because it was uh, uh, just a long, a long meeting, a lot of interesting discussion about um, density and, and other other issues and stuff like that. So you'll see testimony from not only the developers' witnesses, but also the uh, the zoning board uh, had questions and uh, really made for a long, uh, long, a long night, but a good discussion about planning and what to expect there. Anyway, check out the details. It's the April twentieth uh, blog post. Now's the part of the podcast where we look ahead to what's coming up this week and next and into the near future. Uh, City Council, uh, I was going to say will meet tonight because I usually try and get this podcast out on Sundays. Um, but uh, City Council already met tonight at 7 p.m. via Zoom. It was a quick meeting, but there's plenty to come out of it, including the uh, appointment of a new city administrator that will be effective September 1st and the appointment of a police director, not police chief, but police director that will be effective July 1. Uh, I'll have more on that once I get some more information and details probably in the next, uh, you know, either I'll post about this uh, this week uh, or next. Uh, there were other few other contracts and other resolutions and odds and ends that will be worth uh, following up on. So keep an eye on the blog for more details about all that stuff. But there's your podcast exclusive. New administrator and new police director starting in the next few months. And a whole actually reorganization uh, of a few different departments um, because the uh, Department of Community Planning Director will be the next uh, city administrator, Jacqueline Fouché. Uh, and so I'll have more details, like I said, on the blog coming up. Keep an eye on it. The Zoning and Planning Boards will meet this month. The Redevelopment Agency has already canceled its meeting for May. The Zoning Board will meet Monday, May 17. The Planning Board will meet on Tuesday, May 25th. Uh, that agenda should include a report about the Esterbrook Avenue redevelopment study that I've written about a few times and mentioned on the podcast a few times. Uh, here's another podcast exclusive for you podcast listeners. Thanks for listening. Yay! I'll make sure to uh, post about the Esterbrook Avenue redevelopment study ahead of that May 25th meeting. Uh, that should be completed and um, available, I think, on the, from the city. So I will make sure to post ahead of that 25th, uh, May 25th meeting. I'll aim for, uh, let's say, May, the week of May 17. How's that? Which is next week. So uh, I'll try and do it if, uh, if I can. If not, at worst, I'll, I'll post by, uh, 
by Monday, May 24th, the day before the planning board meeting. How's that? And that should do it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Remember to uh, rate the podcast or uh, post a question or post a comment, what have you. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening and thanks for your support. For those of you, we did pick up a new uh, a new supporter this month, so I appreciate that. To Kareem, thank you for your support. And if you want to support the blog, you can uh, you can make a commitment on Patreon or uh, even on PayPal on the homepage or uh, or advertise. However, you you want to do it. Check out the the ratings for the podcast, and please uh, feel free to leave a rating. That's how other people find the show. Thanks, everybody, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode. Remember to rate the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also leave a message, ask a question, or just let me know what you think by using the voice message button. And if you find RobbieRison.com valuable, please support the podcast through Anchor FM, Patreon, or check out the advertising page on RawwayRising.com. We'll see you next time.